Hello and welcome to the Drink and Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 109, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season 3, featuring 450 North Trick or Treat and Treehouse Doppelganger. With your host, me, Saf, and special guest host, Sarah. So it's been a while since we've done one of these Buffy episodes. Like springtime. No. Maybe even wintertime. It was last, October 1st was the last time we did it. Or last year. <laughs> so it's been one year since we've actually spoken to each other. So <laughs> Actually, it's not wrong. <laughs> we did live apart for six yeah. months. Uh, my plan was to do one of these episodes every six months, but... That during that time we lived in different cities, so like maybe every six months. So in April we'll do season four. Yeah. Hopefully. But if you want to go back and listen, season one is light episode thirteen from June eighteenth, twenty seventeen, and then season two was light episode twenty from October first. Wow. I guess I didn't realize that it was that long ago. <laughs> yep. So over a year, because it's like October 14th, I think. My watch says the 12th. You're two days off. No, this comes out on Sunday. All right. <laughs> um, so the plot for season three. Buffy returns from the big city to find her friends have been battling the forces of evil without her. As she struggles to regain her mother's and friend's trust, a new slayer named Faith arrives in town, quickly winning over five by five B. <laughs> quickly winning over all of Buffy's friends, but Faith's arrival is just the beginning of a new forces Buffy must face. For a, f- a few nights later, she encounters Angel, who was somehow returned, feral and violent, from the hellish demon dimension where Buffy had sent him. But the real demon Buffy must ultimately face is already on the side of the portal, preparing a special graduation day surprise for Sunnydale High School. So before we get into the episodes, what is your impressions on season three? Okay, from what I remember, once again, I haven't watched Buffy in a while, but I've watched it multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um... The season starts out weird because she's not even in Sunnydale. Yeah. And then it ends with a bang and kind of sadness because this is where, spoiler alert, (laughs) but Angel leaves. But he gets his own spinoff, so not sad. I mean, the previous season ended pretty sad for Angel too, because he's murdered and True. sent to the hell dimension. <laughs> so at least he's still alive at the end of this season. Very <laughs> so true. Uh, but yeah, I think this is probably my favorite season. I think it has the one of the best vi- like big boss, bad bosses. Yeah, or whatever, I, the, the, the main the main villain is good because it's the mayor. Yeah, and like the actual the final fight of all that that's that's a really good. Scene. I mean, it's super cheesy and ninety looking, yeah, but the it's amazing. Don't hold up. Because for back then, it was awesome. For ex- especially being a TV yeah. show, it I thought it was good. Yep. All right, we'll get to that. So, episode one, it's called Anne. 
Um, it aired September 29th, 1998. This is when, um, still not knowing Buffy's whereabouts, the rest of the gang return to school to take over the slain. Uh, meanwhile, Buffy, who is now living under the uh, assumed identity, is recognized in a diner and begins her fight to return from the netherworld she has fallen into. So this is the one where she's like in L.A. or she, I thought she was in. She's just in like a small town and she works at a diner and yeah. lives in a hotel, like a shitty hotel. And she just becomes Anne, just. Trying to be normal yeah. and not have to be Slayer and, you know, just some be aspect of normal. normal. person. But it's also like, wait a second, like... You're kind you're, of abandoning your duty, your, your that, destiny. Like, like we understand you had to kill your boyfriend and everything, but... She's real heartbroken you, about that. Yeah, like, running away and... Abandoning your mom and your, all your friends and... But I'm just like, you're a... At most, 17 yeah. at this point. Like, if you are 18, then either you had an early birthday or you got held back. Whatever. But most likely, you're around 17. And so, somehow, I guess back in the 90s, it's probably a lot easier to get a fake ID and, <laughs> yeah. like, rent a hotel. And But I guess there's hotels. If you pay cash, like, they don't care. They don't care. ask any questions. I was just... I, it was really odd beginning. And I... I remember watching this episode because when I watched them on TV, they didn't always air in... They definitely didn't air in order. In order, and I'm like, what, are the, what is happening? <laughs> and then when I got the seasons and actually watched them, I was like, ooh, that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Now that it's right after she killed Angel, and, you know, she's tired of these duties, which I totally get, like... Being a slayer is a lot. Like, it's yeah. a full-time job. She didn't ask for this. She, like, it was all thrown upon her, and now she's but, got to save the world every year. Yeah, but it's also kind of your duty. So when you abandon it, you're kind yeah. of fucking over the mm -hmm. world. Because you have this increased strength and, like, this knowledge of the underworld and but all But luckily that. she's died, so there is always another slayer <laughs> to kind of help pick up the slack. in the previous season finale, her... Uh, What's her name? Katrina the Slayer? The other Slayer. Oh, shit. What was her name? It's like Katrina or something like that. Oh. But she died, too. So Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, since Buffy's died, there's always going to be two Slayers. And then once this other Slayer dies... But we don't know that once the other Slayer died, there's another Slayer yet. Buffy doesn't know that. Buffy? I thought I thought Faith hasn't showed up yet, so nobody knows that. There's I know, another but slayer. like assuming if you follow the rules <laughs> of a slayer, when a sl another one slayer dies, another one rises. So mm -hmm. a slayer has died, so you would assume that another one's going to rise. Whether or not they ever meet is another because yeah. a slayer can rise in a completely different country, mm -hmm. like the last one, Kendra. 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 <laughs> See, I knew if I just kept talking, it would come to me, Kendra. Like, Kendra came from a completely different country, so it's lots of assuming. Right. Before we move on, I got I found a quote that I like for each one of these episodes, so I guess I'll be Giles, you be Willow. I mean, oh, okay. I appreciate your efforts to keep the vampire population down until Buffy returns, but if anything should happen to you, or you sh should be killed, I should take it somewhat amiss. You'd be cranky? Entirely. Well... We try not to get killed. That's part of our whole mission statement. Don't get killed. 
So that's because uh, they took over for Buffy's duties, and they don't really have the skills Buffy does. (laughs) If I remember correctly, it's kind of just a mashup of fumbles when they're fighting, and they might get a sleigh, they might get a sleigh, but it (laughs) happens more that they probably run off than anything. They're not as skilled as they become later in, like, season five or something. Yeah, they're new at it. Episode two, Dead Man's Party, October 6th, 1998. Buffy struggles to fit back into Sunnydale life. She feels her friends and her family have grown distant while she's been away. Meanwhile, a Nigerian demon mask summons an army of zombies straight to Buffy's house, where everyone is celebrating her arrival. And we should note the reason that this mask is in the house is because her mom is an art dealer. She's an art dealer. (laughs) Yeah. So they have, like, weird art. Because uh, who's going to have a Nigerian mask? Right. And this is where she has, like, that weird little girlfriend. It almost seems like she's becoming gay or something. And, like, she hangs out all the time with this other girl. I can't remember her name, though. I don't either. It's it's barely a blip in the... It's only this episode she dies. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's a blip. It really doesn't matter. But, so, everybody's, well, Buffy's acting all weird, because her friends kind of won't talk to her, or treat her like they, they're like... Well, they feel abandoned! Yeah, exactly. They, I mean, you totally just, like, deuced out, didn't tell anybody you were leaving, like, hey guys, I need a break. I need, <sighs> like, that's part of being an adult, is going, hey, I need a break, so I'm gonna go away for a while, I'll be back sooner or later. Like, yeah. I don't know when... But I'll be back. And instead, she just runs because that's what teenagers do. Because you feel like running Mm -hmm. solves your issues, but it doesn't solve your issues. It just creates more issues, but she doesn't realize that. (laughs) Yeah. So she tries to come back and just act like nothing happened, go straight back to normal, and everybody's kind of like doing their own thing because she's been gone for six months or something. At least the whole summer. And school's started back up, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then her mom's real mad at her because she just left and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, trying to ground her, but she's like... You can't ground me. Right. I'm the slayer, but her mom doesn't know that yet. Um, and then a horde of zombies comes and wrecks their her house homecoming party. Homecoming party. party. <laughs> You know, she has to save the day. Her and her mom have a breakthrough and yeah. cry. And Willow yells at her, too. Yeah. She's like, I've moved. I've had to deal with this boyfriend issues, and there's been no one here to talk about with, because, like, her and Oz. Yeah. All that goes down. Um, you can be Cordelia in this quote. Are we doing both of them? Yeah. So Giles brings a zombie cat to the library. Nice pet, Giles. Don't you sit... Like anything regular, golf, U.S. Today, or anything? We're trying to figure, or we're trying to find out how and why it rose from the grave. It's not as if I want to take it home and offer it a saucer of warm milk. And then Oz says, well, I like it. I think we should call it Patches. (laughs) (sighs) And then later in the episode, Oz says, we should figure out what kind of deal this is. I mean, is it a a gathering, a shindig, a hootenanny? What's the difference? Well, a gathering's brie. Mellow song stylings. Shindig dip. Less mellow song stylings. 
perhaps a large amount of malt beverages, and a hoot nanny, well, it's chock full of hoot and just a little bit of nanny. And Xander says, well, I hate Brie. And then Cordelia, I know, it smells like Giles' cat. (laughs) Alright, moving on. Episode 3, Faith, Hope, and Trick. Oh, I finally get that title now. Um, October 13th, 1998. Another Slayer, Faith, (laughs) played by Eliza Dushku. Oh, sorry. You had a pale moment. (laughs) Oh, now I get it. Uh, Another Slayer, Faith. Uh, played by Eliza Dushku, who arrives in Sunnydale, closely tracked by two vampires, thoroughly modern Mr. Trick, played by K. Todd Freeman, and incredibly ancient Kakistos. Buffy and Faith set out to put an end to Kakistos. Buffy finally accepts Scott Hope's invitation to date. So what I, I forgot mean... was that Trick was the name of that. So Faith, Hope, and Trick. Yeah. This episode, part. this episode is important because Faith comes around, but also it's not a very like other than Faith arriving. Yeah. Like it's really not that great of of, mm-hmm. of an episode. Like yeah, I couldn't tell you what Casquistos even looked like. Yeah, I, I, I'm failing to remember. I feel like they're some kind of dress soldier, <laughs> but I could yeah, be completely I don't wrong. Remember, um, and then Scott is. A regular, normal guy asking Buffy out on a date, and she doesn't want to because she's still hung up on Angel. Exactly. And, and plus, like, how do you date a regular guy? Like, Especially after dating a 150-year-old vampire. Who's fucking hot. <laughs> like, yeah. The, well, and plus, you know, regular people realize something weird is going on but also like humans are great we are wonderful at denying like like, denying something is going on and like we can turn a blind eye to so many Mm -hmm. things so you know he probably realizes weird things are going on but doesn't realize like buffy is always fighting these weird things she's in the middle of everything that happens in this town all the strangeness but yeah i don't really i remember trick popping up i think that's if we first see him in the drive-thru at the in that limo talking to someone but we don't know who he's talking to yeah and he eats the drive-thru guy yeah um i'll let you play buffy in this one all right buffy about kakistos now this guy shows up two days ago right right around the same time my new bestie little sister makes her scene and this is giles you think he and faith are connected Giles, there are two things that I don't believe in. Coincidences and leprechauns. Well, Buffy, it's entirely possible that they both arrived here by chance, simultaneously. Okay, but I was right about the leprechauns, right? As far as I know, yes. I'm with Buffy. I don't believe in coincidences either. Nope. It's always related. And she, it turns out she's right, like always. Yep. So, episode four, Beauty and the Beast. 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 October 20th, 1998. After Oz escapes from his cage, everyone suspects that he committed last night's brutal murders. Only Buffy knows that Angel is a suspect as well. So, season two, we find out Buff, or Oz is a, a werewolf. werewolf. And so, once a month, just like most women, he has to go through that horrible <laughs> change where you become a monster that you don't even recognize, and you eat some people. Yeah, and in this world, it lasts three days, because it's like yeah. the night before it, and the night after a full moon. Yeah. 
Xander's supposed to be watching him, and he falls asleep. Yeah. And he escapes the cage that's randomly in the library for some reason. Yeah, there's a locked cage in the library. <laughs> and the thing is about this locked cage, it also has windows that open. Okay, yeah. what's the point of having something that locks when you have two windows, windows that, that open? aren't locked. Like, <laughs> no, that doesn't... You're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know what kind of books they're trying to lock up, but... I don't know. No one seems to be asking any questions. Because it's not like they lock up all those um, books that they're yeah, the reading from. They're books. always just everywhere. And <laughs> they're I'm just like, sprawled out on the table because nobody goes in the library except for the people that know about it. <laughs> it's like, I think about my high school library. It wasn't very big because I went to a tiny high school, but I remember going there. I don't remember seeing any weird-ass books. <laughs> Guess because we don't live in sunny... in Over a hell mouth. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so Buffy is keeping the secret that Angel's still alive yeah, because, because he was torturing them last year yeah. when he turned into Angelus. Yes. And she's trying to make sure that he's actually good now or in, like, he's yeah. kind of beast. Well, it's like a torturous love. You, She loves him so much and so deeply, and she already killed him, so she's just happy to, like, see his face. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, you know, deranged and he wants to eat everything. And in, like, the Sunnydale time, it's only been, like, three months he's been missing. Yeah. But he was actually in this hell dimension for, like, 10, 20 years or something like that. Yeah, years. So he comes back. He's kind of feral. He doesn't really talk. Not that he had much to say. (laughs) (laughs) But... Not that he was very loquacious. Yeah. like... Yeah, so she thinks he could be the culprit that's killing people because she can't really get a read on him yet. It, it turns out it's neither of them. Yeah, I don't remember who it is. I don't remember, but I know it wasn't them. Do you want to be Faith or Buffy? <laughs> um, I guess I'll be Faith. About Scott. But you like him. When you when you think about him, you get the good down low tickle, right? Yeah, I guess. How low? You tell me. And since that was a short one, I got another one. I guess I'm Giles uh, always. Okay. <laughs> Our task now is to determine what sort of killer we're dealing with. Quite clearly, we're looking for a depraved, sadistic animal. Oz comes in. Present. Hey, I may be a cold-blooded jelly donut, but my timing is impeccable. <laughs> he is always. He's got the right thing to say at exactly the right time. Yep. Uh, episode 5, Homecoming. November 3rd, 1998, Buffy and Cordelia compete for Homecoming Queen while Mr. Trick organizes Slayer Fest 98. Willow and Xander kiss, although each is seeing someone else unknown to Slayer Fest personnel. Cordelia changes places with Faith. Buffy and Cordy reconcile while trying to defeat Mr. Trick's contestants. And the mayor is finally introduced in this episode. Yeah, this ends... Episode ends with Cordelia and Buffy in this little shack, mm-hmm. and they have, like, a, an argument during this whole, they're trying to avoid getting murdered, yeah. and they kind of come to an understanding and team them up, and you see them, you see the potential Cordelia actually can have. Right. And um, we don't get until maybe Angel spinoff. Yeah, you really don't see her full potential till Angel. Which is when I, like, I love her in Angel mm-hmm. so much. Like, she is my favorite character in Angel. Like, she's got great lines on this show here and there. Yeah. But she becomes, like, an actual good character on 
angel. I you I always love her one liners. Mm-hmm. Like she always has these one lines and it just makes everybody go oh. <laughs> But they're so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're arguing because Cordelia deserves to be homecoming queen, but Buffy wants to be homecoming queen to prove that she's not just the slayer. Yeah. And, that she has life outside yeah. of her slayer duties. Which leads us to this quote. Um Cordelia says, I don't even get why you care about homecoming when you're doing stuff like this. And Buffy, because this is all I do. This is what my life is. You couldn't understand. I just thought, homecoming queen. I could pick up the yearbook someday and say, I, I was there. I went to high school. I had friends. And for one moment, I got to live in this world. And there'd be proof. Proof that I was chosen for something other than this. Besides... Pumps the rifle. I look cute in a tiara. <laughs> and uh, that's a pretty good moment. I th- also, I think that's when Cordelia's like, picks up like a frying pan yeah, or yeah. something. And she's like, hitting I, I think, she's, <laughs> I think she, it's a spatula. Oh, it's a spatula, you're right. <laughs> and she's like hitting uh, the vampires in the face with it. <laughs> oh. uh, she tries. All right. Episode six. Band candy. November 10th, 1998. A candy created by Ethan Rain of course, causes, <laughs> causes Sunnydale adults to behave like teenagers. Buffy confronts Rain and makes him tell her about a plan to sacrifice San- Sunnydale newborns to a monster in the sewers. <laughs> so, Ethan Rain was on the last season and he put a spell on Halloween costumes. Was that the previous season? And so whatever Halloween costume you have on... I think he's been in every season, hasn't he? I couldn't remember if he was on season one or not. Oh, I can't either. But I know he was on last season. I thought that was where he put the spell on the Halloween costume. I think Whatever so. Halloween yeah, costume you they have became on, what you they... became that. In this episode, he he makes uh, you behave like teenagers when you eat this candy that yeah, the school like, is selling. Uh, Giles eats the candy, and so does... Um, every All the grown-ups do. Yeah. Buffy's mom. Mm-hmm. Joyce. Joyce. That's all I could think, Buffy's mom. (laughs) (laughs) But they uh, become little little rock band wannabes, dressing like they yeah, kind of teenage selves. But yeah, I think I think Giles goes by Ripper. Yeah, like because that's what um, Rain calls him. Yeah, Ripper. Giles and Buffy's mom kind of get a little. It's implied that they hook up. Yeah, like you see them like making out yeah. and holding hands and going down the street together and doing dumb. Did sh- you steal like a cop car or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so everybody's acting real weird. So quote time. Buffy says something's definitely changing them. And Willow says a spell. And I says they're teenagers. It's sobering mirror to look in, huh? And then Principal Snyder to Oz. You have great hair. Because <laughs> he's got different color hair like every three episodes and it's yep. all spiked up. And then later we got Xander say, I don't get this. The candy's supposed to make you feel all immature and stuff, but I have had a ton of it and I don't feel any. Di- Never mind. Because <laughs> he is. Um, that seems like a good time to get to my first beer. And I say mine because you're not going to drink any of it. Nope. But you can help me do some of the reviewing. Okay. Um, I'll go get it ready and be right back. 
While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right. So for my in-beer, I've got 450 North Trick or Treat. It's a Belgian triple with maple, vanilla, and caramel. The ABV is 9%, and there are the IBUs are not available. So I give it to Sarah to smell it first. You smell maple, and you get the sweet of caramel and the vanilla, but... Right off the bat, you smell maple. Maple is definitely the first thing I noticed, too, when I was pouring it. And there's, like, a hint of caramel. It's more of just the sweet smell. Yeah. Like, it doesn't like distinctly it, smell like caramel. It smells like a sweet maple. I think it's definitely going to be sweet. Okay, so, first we start with the can. It says uh, trick-or-treat trick on or treat. it. Trick-or-treat. And it's T-R-E-E-T? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's probably just a copyright or whatever probably um, uh, it's over like a kind of brownish orangish orangish brown fall colored background and you've got candy spilled out behind it so you got your candy corn and it's the Reese's Pieces it's the peanut butter ones that usually nobody likes yeah they're like peanut butter hard taffies yeah <laughs> it's just very they're for the most part their cans are usually not like super decorated no it's usually really. kind it's like of minimal. one picture yeah it's more like the nuggets beers that everyone knows because that font that yeah. everybody's familiar with i mean were they selling this or they this, this was is just... just for the corn maze so you yeah. had to go to the corn maze which uh dustin and i did so we got two of these oh, each they it smells like a beer that um i wouldn't like <laughs> so it smells <laughs> like a beer uh then we got to decide on a color. It's, it's, okay. So the picture of this beer doesn't really give it like a great, like we couldn't get a great picture on it yeah. because it's, it's clear. You can see through it. Yeah. It's not like, but it's also hazy like a lot of their beers. To me, it is a very caramel color. Like when I'm making yeah. a caramel sauce, this is. Before it's ready, color. Yeah, it's caramel colored. I don't. It's really, not that dark. It don't really have a matching caramel color. Maybe this one. Go up one. I would say it. It might be closer to that. Like a twelve or a thirteen. So, I'm gonna say Brian's 1995 to- Toyota <laughs> Supra because uh, big fan of the Fast and Furious. Which we did an episode on that too. Yes, we did. I don't know what number that was, but Keith was there too. It's and I had three dogs on my lap. Seven, light, 17 maybe? It was a couple before we did the Buffy one. All right, now I got to taste it. Oh, my goodness. Super sweet. Like It smells very sweet. Overly sweet. And it's got a, kind of an odd aftertaste. <laughs> and it's in my mustache. Yeah, somebody needs to trim his beard. I don't know. It does taste like, like the candy. It does? Uh, definitely get the caramel notes. But a lot of maple. Just yeah. Like, it tastes... It smelled like almost maple syrup. It, it tastes exactly like what it smells, basically. Um, like, I don't get me wrong. I love maple syrup, but I like maple syrup on pancakes, mm. waffles. It would be good to, like, dip a pancake in this. 
<laughs> or just pour it on your pancakes. <laughs> some real soupy pancakes. <laughs> It'd be like, you can make some, like, new kind of mash with it. Like, just mash, mash it <laughs> yeah. up. I'm not going to eat it, but. Um, yeah, so, I don't know what to really, it's really weird. It's hard to really rate it with the Because the Belgian of the is usually like a wheat beer, right? Um. Or am I getting that completely? I don't know what the standard is. I think they're a little more bitter. They're like, like the bitter beers. Because, like, when I hear Belgian, I always think Belgian wheat, like. Waffles. Well, that too. <laughs> But if we're thinking about beer, I'm always thinking Belgian as like a wheat beer. The primarily ale, primarily ales with a heavy emphasis on malts and a lot of fruity yeast flavors. Oh, see, I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't drink beer. I don't know. So they're traditionally flavored with coriander and orange peel, which is, a lot of wheats do that too. So oh. they probably have similar similar flavors. I think Taxman does a lot of their Belgian styles. So, looking, it's not on Beer Advocate or Rate Beer. No, it's, it's not going to. It's a special right? edition. Um, there are 177 ratings on Untapped, and its average is 3.58, which is... I mean, that's kind of high, I would think. Yeah, that's that's basically where... I I'll... guess if you're re- into really sweet beers. Okay. So, I'll, I would guess, I like my beer more bitter like a murphy's like the dark yeah something that tastes like coffee mm-hmm. back when i drank beer or thought i could drink beer um <laughs> if i was gonna drink a beer i preferred a darker one like the first time somebody had a murphy's i was like that's like black like coffee and i was like smells like coffee yeah it tastes like coffee <laughs> great i could drink this um so i I do drink sweet coffees, but I prefer my coffee more on the bitter side mm-hmm. of life. So you like the like coffee stouts mostly? Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing like this is one of those beers. Like I would take a couple sips and go, "All right, I'm done." Yeah, definitely. I have a cavity now. I'm good. <laughs> um, and that's weird because I have such a huge sweet tooth. Yeah, it's weird to just drink. It's like drinking caramel sauce or something, like yeah. maple syrup. With It'd be like in getting it. your coffee creamer out. Yeah, and just, just chugging that. Chugging that. Because yeah. I put a little bit of that coffee creamer in my coffee, and I'm like, holy shit, this is why I don't use this. Because <laughs> yeah. it's Cinnamonster flavored? Uh, Cinnabon. Yeah. It's very sweet. So it's for people who don't like coffee flavored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like That's my mean. husband. Um, but I think 3.5 is like. Normally, where it falls once they get into like the ten thousand ratings, yeah. But with only one hundred seventy-seven ratings, it's usually like the four fifty beers are are like four, four and a half. Yeah. Average. Well, and it's because like so many locals go go to support, mm-hmm. and um, you know, unfortunately, we we become biased when we like where we go. Yeah. But so three and a half is kind of low for them. Um, I have one friend that checked it in. I'll let you read that. Trying this now. It's kind of weird. Has this maple aroma with a hint in the flavor and then a weird bitterness on the back end. Thank you for your descript, yet not descript. <laughs> so that's Mr. Gone V6 or Chris Leland, and he gave it a two. Yeah, I. Like, from the smell of it, I would give it a two. <laughs> yeah. 
Like I said, I am not a super trooper. I do not want to chug maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. This would be a good beer for that episode. Because I love me some super troopers. Um, I am going to check it in real quick. I think it's going to be low. I think it's going to be over a 2, but not by much. I'm going to say 2.75. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a special edition. It's pretty much a trial batch for them. Yeah, you would think. That... It's it's probably a batch that they were like, I don't think this will sell yeah. as much, so we'll give it give away it as free. free It'll, it's, it's, it's fits the theme, like the corn yeah. maze, the Halloween time, and all that. But it's, it's also. It's not one of their better beers. Yeah, it's not. Like, the maze haze that came with this, far better beer. I would probably give that a four and a half. But this one, um, it's uh, a gimmick, and it doesn't taste that great. It's, it's a, got a nice upfront, like sweet maple flavor, but th- like Chris was saying, the aftertaste is really bad. But I mean, it's worth just a like a what do you call it? Like in a flight or something. But a whole can is kind of hard. I'm glad it wasn't 16 ounces like a lot of their cans are. And you were bitching about that. <laughs> and I did bitch, but. If the maze haze was 16 ounces, I wouldn't be mad about that. Alright, next episode, number seven. <laughs> like your hand relations. Revelations, November 17th, 1998. Faith's new watcher, Gwendolyn Post, arrives in Sunnydale. Uh, Xander discovers Buffy's secret and manipulates Faith into attempting to slay Angel while Miss Post's is revealed to be more than meets the eye. I remember this episode, but not... Like, I just remember bits and pieces of it. Um, I know Gwendolyn Post is not I a real can, watcher. I cannot re- even remember what she looks like. She's kind of an older lady with white hair. Um, I'm guessing she's British, but I can't remember. Probably most of them are. I know um, her if I saw her. But, but yeah, so... Xander has a ultimate hate for your angel for many of reasons <laughs> torture the fact that he lo- was in love with buffy yeah. far before angel even and then angel broke her heart and yeah. tortured giles and tried to kill him and willow <laughs> yeah tried so, to kill everyone the fact that he finds out angel's back and buffy's hiding it yeah he's not real happy about that because i mean they already felt betrayed at the beginning you know, when she left, and then yeah. she comes back and is still keeping secrets, so... He has a right to be pissed off. Yeah. So I'll be Buffy. Yep, I'll be Xander. Alright, about Angela. you just love an excuse to hurt him, wouldn't you? I don't need an excuse. I think lots of dead people actually constitutes a reason. Um, and then another quote, since that one was short. This one's Giles. Be quiet! I won't remind you that... The fate of the world often lies with the Slayer. What would be the point? Nor shall I remind you that you've jeopardized the lives of all that you hold dear by our harboring a known murderer. But sadly, I must remind you that Angel tortured me. For hours. For pleasure. You should have told me he was alive. You didn't. You have no respect for me or the job I perform. So, Giles has the most reason to be upset with her. because He not only tortured Giles, but killed his girlfriend, his calendar. Yeah. So Giles like super hates Angel too. Right. But honestly, you can ha- you can't hate Angel for what Angelus does, because 
he doesn't have control. He doesn't, he doesn't have his soul. He doesn't have his soul. Like he he's not conscious of his actions. Like when you don't have a soul, when you don't have conscious, like you don't feel guilty mm. about it. You don't you don't care. Taking it out on Angel is not wholeheartedly fair because Angel wishes he could take it all away yeah. because he feels remorse and regret to where Angelus does not. But still, like, he could turn into Angelus anytime. Like, we don't... Maybe he is Angelus right now. They don't really know. Yeah. <clears throat> so her keeping it secret is just awful because anytime he could come and steal one of them just to hurt her, so... Yeah. They all have reasons to be mad. I don't know why she's keeping it a secret. I don't... That she never really says why. She, no, except for that she loves him, and she knows that everybody'd be pissed. All right, episode eight, lovers walk, November twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. A lovelorn Spike James Masters returns and kidnaps Willow to cast a love spell on Drusilla. Stashing Willow and a wounded Xander at a factory, Spike soon concocts a new plan. While Buffy, Oz, Gile, and Cordelia hunt their friends down. <laughs> A weird pause, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. We're done. <laughs> so, um... Spike is one of also my favorite characters. He's great. I didn't like him the first run-through of the series, but after getting his whole story, like, second run-through, he is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um... Season two, him and Drusella and Angelus are like the main bad guys. And Drusella is weak and like crazy, but she's always She's crazy. always crazy. But so they revived She was her. crazy as a human and yeah. when they made her a vampire it just like heightened all of her like her she had abilities. Yeah. Um but yeah, so they revive her, give her strength back, and then she leaves him now he's all love hurt, but her love sick and wants to get her back. Yeah. So he's going to try to put a spell on her to make her fall in love I with him. Put a spell on you. And so she he goes to Sunnydale because he knows Willow has been practicing black witchcraft. magic, and he tries his best, but then some stuff happens in this episode. So, do you want to be Spike? I'll be Buffy and Angel. Okay. Spike says, The last time I looked in on you two, you were fighting to the death. Now you're back to making googly eyes at each other like nothing happened. Makes me want to heave. Buffy, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, you're just friends. Angel, that's right. You're not friends. You'll never be friends. You'll be in love till it kills you both. You'll fight, and you'll shag, and you'll hate each other till it makes you quiver, but you'll never be friends. Love isn't brains, children. It's blood. Blood screaming inside you to work its will. I may be love's bitch, but at least I know I'm mad enough to admit it. I'm not... I don't have the uh, accent he does. <laughs> no. He actually doesn't have the accent that he does. Mm-mm. He's from, like, Texas or something. He does a pretty good English accent, though. Yeah. I didn't know until after I heard him do some interviews, and I was like, oh. uh, P.S. I Love You is when I realized he didn't have an accent. The Witch. December 8th, 1998. Cordelia's pain over Xander's betrayal summons Ianka, played by Emma Caulfield, a vengeance demon who grants wishes to 
uh, scorned women. Cordelia wishes that Buffy had never come to Sunnydale and constructs an alternate reality where the master rose from the dead and the harvest took over Sunnydale. Giles discovers this is this. Giles discovers this in the alternate reality and realizes he is able to reverse it, the events. And Anya is introduced as a vengeance demon. Mm-hmm. She'll become a more important character later down the line, but this is her first appearance. Yes. Which I didn't realize was quite this soon in this season. Yeah, she she like kind of pops in and out, mm-hmm. um, but then she stays in... I think from the fourth season on Yeah, for I think a while. she's like a main cast member then. Yeah, so she makes the wish. And so this is Bizarro Buff- Sunnydale. Buffy stayed in LA. Yep. And the master from season one took mm-hmm. over and now everybody that you know and love basically. They have like a curfew. And- yeah, it's like a hellscape. And Willow's a vampire. Yes. So is Xander. Yes, and they're they're together. Yeah. And then Cordelia runs across them, and it's like even when you're dead or whatever, you still find, each, find other. each other. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, um, I'll be Cordelia. Okay, I guess I'll be Anya. I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. Done. Nothing happens. Anya is confused. No, I wish Buffy Summers had never been born. That would be cool. Done. Again, nothing happens. And I wish Xander Harris never again knows the touch of a woman. And Willow wakes up tomorrow covered in monkey hair. Done. In fact, I wish all men except the dumb and really agreeable kind disappear off the face of the earth. That would be cool. Or maybe... (laughs) And she keeps going. So Giles finds that her... The necklace that Anya wears gives her the power. And in this alternate reality, uh, Anya's like... How do you know the other world's any better than this one? And he's like, it has to be, and he destroys it. And then goes back to normal. How it was, yeah. yeah. Episode 10, Amends. December 15th, 1998. The first evil is driving Angel insane, appearing as victims of his past crimes, priming him to kill Buffy. Instead, he tries to kill himself. So Angel is real broken up about all the bad things he did. Because having a soul makes you do that. Makes you, yeah. And he remembers everyone he's killed while he was in Jealous and all the bad things he did, even though it wasn't really him in control. And, and they come back to pretty much haunt him. Yeah. And then the first evil is making it worse by throw, throwing in, like, visions and making him want to kill Buffy. And yep. Even though he's got his soul back. So at the end of the episode, he decides he's going to, like, just go outside. And the sun will kill him once yep. it comes up. And, of course, Buffy doesn't want him to die because she still loves him. And It's a really touching scene, which yep. we'll reenact very horribly right now. All right. I guess I'll be Angel and you'll be Buffy. Sounds good. It told me to kill you. You were in the dream, you know. I told It told me to lose my soul in you and become a monster again. I know what it told you. What does it matter? Because I wanted to. Because I want you so badly. I want I want to take comfort in you. And I know it will cost me my soul. And a part of me doesn't care. I'm weak. I've never been anything else. It's not the demon that needs killing in me, Buffy. It's the man. You're weak. Everybody is. Everybody fails. Maybe this evil did bring you back. 
But if it did, it's because it needs you. And that means you can hurt it. Angel, you have the power to do real good and make amends. But if you die right now, then all you ever were was a monster. Leave, they struggle. Am I a thing worth saving, huh? Am I a righteous man? The world wants me gone. What about me? I love you so much, and I tried to make you go away. I killed you. That didn't help, and I hated it. I hate that it's so hard and that you can hurt me so much. I know everything you did because you did it to me. Oh, God, I wish, I wish, I wish you dead. I don't. I can't. Buffy, please, just this once, let me be strong. Strong is fighting. It's hard. It's painful. It's every day. It's what we have to do. And we can do it together. But if you're too much of a coward for that, then burn. If I can't convince you that you belong in this world, then I don't know what can. But do not expect me to watch. And don't expect me to mourn you because snow falls and blocks out the sun. It snows in Southern California. So, essentially what's happening here is Angel and Buffy love each other, but, but if they have sex, he'll lose his soul. Or if he has any moment of pure happiness, he'll lose, he'll his, lose soul. his soul. But he, they're so attracted to each other, he can't like help himself, so he's just going to kill himself. Yep, because Joss Whedon loves his Shakespeare. Right? 11. Gingerbread. January 12th, 1999. Uh, after two children are mysteriously killed, apparently as part of a cult so a sacrifice, Joyce, played by Christine Sutherland, leaves the town in a witch hunt. Maybe the greatest witch hunt, but that's going on now. <laughs> but all is not quite as it seems. Buffy, Willow, and Amy Madison are tied to stakes, and Giles and Cortelia must re rescue them, while Amy turns herself into a rat to escape the angry mob. Because Amy's a witch. Yep. And we found that out second season? I think so. Maybe first season. So yeah, the town goes crazy because these two little kids die. And they think witches are responsible for it. Mm -hmm. But really, it's like Hansel and Gretel or something. Yeah, it's and like the fairy tale. Yeah, they're not... They're, they show up every, like, 100 years and die and make a town go crazy mm -hmm. and witches get burned at the stake so that's what the Salem witch trials were about these yep. these kids were were responsible for that um, I'll be uh, Willow's mom okay you can be Willow if you're upset I hear you no ma hear this I'm a rebel I'm having a rebellion <laughs> oh Willow honey you don't need to act out like this to prove your specialness mom I'm not now I'm a witch. I can make pencils float. I can summer the four elements. Okay, two. Before soon, and I'm dating a musician. Oh, Willow. I worship. Beelzebub. Be <laughs> Beelzebub. <laughs> I worship Beelzebub. I don't know if that's right. It's Satan. I that's what Satan's name is, Beelzebub. That that's fucked up. Just like Satan. I do his bidding. Do you see any goats around? No, because I sacrificed them. Willow, please. I bow before Satan. I'm not listening to this. Prince of Night, I summon you. Come fill me with your black, naughty evil. <laughs> so all the adults are going crazy because they're being talked to by the souls of these two children. Yep. And 
saying that the witches did it. Yeah. And, yeah. We have we must burn them. So they they attempt to burn Buffy, Amy, and Willow. Episode 12. Helpless. <laughs> January 19th, 1999. Giles secretly prepares Buffy for the Cruciamentum. An ordeal the Watcher's Council requires every Slayer to endure on her 18th birthday. Giles helps Buffy, thereby affecting his job as a Watcher. So now we know how old she is. She was 17, you were right. And now she's turned 18. Well, most people that... Are about to graduate high school. You're usually about 18 when yeah. you graduate. Very few people graduate when you're 17, and some graduate when they're, 19, when they're 19 or maybe 20 if they're real dumb. So the Watchers have this plan where they take away her powers mm-hmm. and throw her in this test, and that's where that one guy comes in. He's the He's- guy that's getting like fed. Pills yeah. on a spoon. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. And it looks like um the guy from Veronica Mars, um, one of the boy brothers. Mm. They take away her powers, make her think she's crazy basically, and then they mm-hmm. throw her in the house with this demon. And she has to survive. But um things go out of whack because I think there's like other things out to get her too. Yeah. With, like, the mayor and stuff throwing shit at her. So... It wasn't, like... It wasn't wasn't a fair fair test. test. So, uh, Giles steps in, which makes him also fail this test because he's not allowed to... Intervene. Intervene. And she's supposed to be proving that she's worthy... Of having Of having the power. Things go badly. Let's just say that. Yeah. Do you want to be Xander or Oz? Hmm. I'll be Xander this time. Okay. You know, maybe we're on the wrong track with this whole spell, curse, and whammy thing. Maybe what we should be looking for is something like Slayer Kryptonite. Faulty metaphor. Kryptonite kills. You're assuming I was talking about green kryptonite. I'm referring, of course, to the red kryptonite, which drains Superman of all his powers. Wrong. The gold kryptonite is the power sucker. The red kryptonite mutates Superman into some sort of weird... Buffy. Guys, reality! <laughs> I threw that quote in here because it sounds like something we'd argue about <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. No, it was this kryptonite! <laughs> and it's also another reason I love the show, because they just throw in weird nerd shit every now mm-hmm. and then. Always. <laughs> um, the Zeppo. January 26, 1999. Xander- Ooh, episode 13. Oh, episode 13. Spooky and scary. Xander tries to be cool and hangs out with Jake O'Toole, who resurrects three of his former buddies. Xander soon realizes they are up to something deadly and attempts to hide. Meanwhile, the others need to prevent Sisterhood of G from reopening the Hellmouth. Yeah, I I love this episode. (laughs) Jack, um... When he resurrects his buddies, like, they're riding around, committing yeah. crimes. They're and like, like, look, I got shot. And... Yeah, and they're, like, in a convertible, just and running Xander's around. Like, and Xander's uh... just, like, pulled along for, I don't know why, like, he gets roped into them because... Isn't he driving them? I think, yeah, it's, I think point... it's his car or yeah. something. But, uh, like, he, the he doesn't have any, like, skills to help 
Buffy. He's not no. like a witch like Willow or Werewolf. He doesn't do he's, any of the he's reading. He's having a pity me Xander party yeah. where he's like, I'm nothing special. I can't help you guys, so I'll just go off and... Hang out yeah. with these guys and get myself into and he more keeps, trouble. like, trying to help like his normal Scooby gang, but they're like, oh, just, Xander, we don't need you. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, they, they keep crossing paths throughout the episode, and, like, there's some crazy shit going on with Buffy, <laughs> but we have no idea what it is, because you just hear dialogue of them, like, spitting out weird things that <laughs> they've encountered. But it's a pretty funny episode. Uh, Xander stops the school from exploding because they put a bomb yeah, in the cellar. <laughs> blow up that. They're just out to cause mayhem and yeah. madness. And Xander actually gets to save the day for once, but nobody knows about it because it's just him fighting these weird zo- dead people that nobody even knows is alive again. Yep. So Buffy Faith Xander. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Buffy. Uh, I'll be Faith and Xander because Faith doesn't have much. Okay. Xander, one of these days you're going to get yourself hurt. Faith. Or killed. Or both. You know, with the pain... And the death, maybe you shouldn't leap into the fray like that. Maybe you should be fray adjacent. Xander, excuse me, who at a crucial moment distracted the lead demon by allowing her to pummel him in about the head? Faith, yeah, that was real manly, how you shrieked and all. Xander, I think you'll find that it was more of a bellow. <laughs> Episode 14, Bad Girls. February 9th, 1999, the Slayers get a new watcher, Wesley Wyndham Price, Alexis Dinskoff. Dinskoff? Denisoff. Denisoff? Denisoff. 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 Yeah, fuck that. The girls are having a wild night at the Bronze, where Angel brings info on the whereabouts of the demon Balthazar. So, we finally get Wesley introduced into the series. I have a love-hate relationship with Wesley. <laughs> he's awful in this, on Buffy in general. Yeah, he's got a stick up of his ass, and... He's got a weird crush on Cordelia, even oh, though he's like, like 30 and she's 18. <laughs> she's in high school. Yeah, but, but he's definitely better on Angel. Um, he's also married to... To Alice Alice Hannigan in real life. <laughs> So got babies. The age of the actors is real close, but the age of the characters are not. not. <laughs> I don't really remember anything about the episode except for him coming. Because yeah, and Giles, like you said, he has like a weird crush on yeah Cordelia. And, like Giles lost his job as watcher, but he's still the librarian. He's still he's still there like every episode, but he's not allowed to be the watcher. Anymore. And they don't really listen to Wesley. They um. Really just listen to Giles. Okay. So you can be Buffy, and I'll be Giles and Wesley, I guess. Okay. New Watcher? New Watcher, Wesley. Wesley Wyndham Price, it's very nice to meet you. Is he evil? Evil? The last one was evil. Oh, yes. Gwendolyn Price, All we all heard. No, Mr. Giles has checked my credentials rather thoroughly, phoned the council, but I'm glad to see you're on the ball as well. A good slayer is a cautious slayer. Is he evil? Not in the strictest sense. And then there's another quote that's a few seconds later in the episode. Ah, this is perhaps Faith. New Watcher. Buffy and Giles. New New Watcher. Watcher. Screw that. She turns and leaves. Buffy says, Now why didn't I just say that? (laughs) 
because you're not faith. Only faith can say that. Episode 15, Consequences. February 16th, 1999, Faith tells Giles that Buffy is the one who slew the deputy mayor. <laughs> slew. <laughs> Guess slew? that's the past tense of slay? I thought slay was the past tense of slay. Angel apprehends Faith, but Wesley thwarts his intervention and allows Faith to escape. She plans to leave town on the next freighter. So, we didn't mention, I don't remember what episode it was. I think it was Bad Girls, actually. The previous episode where yeah they're like in a back alley getting attacked by zombies or vampires and the deputy mayor that little nerdy dude that's helping out the real mayor Mm -hmm. comes out in the shadows and she turns around and stakes stakes him in the heart and And, like he doesn't disappear like yeah and faith like doesn't feel remorse mm, for her actions she does but she just hides it and pretends like it doesn't bother her but you can tell like she becomes more angry and more distant after she did that like so it does affect her in a way but she pretends like oh no i don't care what happened yeah it's just one guy imagine all the people we saved so like what's one guy oops but this leads her down the rabbit hole yeah um so in this episode, she blame <laughs> tells Giles that Buffy did it. Yeah, and Buffy walks in. and She's like, "What the hell?" And then Giles is like, "I know you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously she did it." Here we go. Uh, I guess I'll be Xander. You can be Buffy. Buffy and, and Willow. Willow. Okay, Xander says she was fighting those apocalypse apocalypse demon things, and I helped out, gave her a ride home. Buffy. And you guys talk? Not extensively, no. Buffy. Then why would you... Oh. Oh. Willow. I don't need to say oh. I got it before that. They slept together. (laughs) So, yeah. Faith takes Xander's virginity. Yep. (laughs) And Willow's the only one that caught on. Everybody else is like, what? What? (laughs) Because they didn't think that he would sleep with her. Yeah. He's got a thing for Slayers. He does. Very much so. Alright. Episode 16. Doppelgangland. February 23rd, 1999. Waiting to be a vengeance demon again, Anya tricked Willow into helping with a spell to retrieve her power center, the amulet Giles destroyed in the alternate reality. The wish. (laughs) Instead of the amulet, however, the spell transports Willow's vampire version to an unsuspecting Sunnydale. So this is another great episode. Yeah, uh, it brings that... Yeah, evil Willow, vampire Willow, into our reality. Yeah, and she's like, why am I so fluffy? <laughs> when she has that yeah. sweater, like, she's like, what is this? Because... Uh, the good Willow trades clothes with the bad Willow to yeah. like, trick the vampires that have taken over the bronze. Yeah. And she's, and then, and then uh, good Willow dressed as bad Willow is like, I'm bad. Look, look at my leather. Or something <laughs> like that. But she's like also really awkward and yeah. like tugs at it, and she's like, like I think Allison Hannigan's acting in this episode is brilliant because like she's, she I I. I think she's a good act- yeah. actress. Like, but the way she plays, like the normal Willow and the evil Willow, yeah. and then like evil w- or good Willow trying to be the evil, evil Willow, Willow yeah, is like, like brilliantly done. <laughs> takes a lot of skill. I would think so to play 
it's that's like multiple layers. You're playing a character who's playing a character. Who's playing? <laughs> yeah. But I I like this one too. So um, I'll be Willow. You be Buffy. And you'll be Angel. Yep. Okay. It's horrible. That's me as a vampire. I'm so evil and skanky. And I think I'm kind of gay. Willow, just remember, a vampire's personality has nothing to do with the person it was. Angel. Well, actually... Buffy gives him a look. That's a good point. (laughs) Evil Willow tries to kiss, like, normal Willow. And she's like, I think I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't find out until season four that good Willow is actually Actually gay gay. because she starts dating Tara (laughs) but it's funny because Angel's like well actually Actually. there is a little bit of her personality in there so they're throwing out hints that um, different things to come for future seasons Yep. and that'll lead us to our out beer luckily Keith just showed up (laughs) to help me drink it so let me get this poured and we'll talk about it All right, for my out beer on this Buffy-themed episode, we have Doppelganger from Treehouse Brewing. And this ties into Buffy in the 16th episode of the third season. Mm-hmm. It is called Doppelgangland, where they go into alternate universe and everybody's kind of a little different character. So I thought this would tie in great. Um, I'll leave that to you. I don't know how yeah. it ties in. So. <laughs> yeah. Since you haven't seen it, I'm just here to share my beer with you. And I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you want to tell me about this one? Sure. The Doppelganger IPA is an imperial version of Alter Ego. So I guess they had a, another version mm. called Alter Ego. So this is their imperial IPA. It is intensely kettle and dry hop to produce pungent and a flavorful double IPA that is super pleasant to drink, featuring tropical fruit, citrus, and stone fruit flavors. It's a cornucopia of delicious fruity hop character presented with the juicy body of an unfiltered treehouse double IPA. Uh, Very quickly here, it says in late 2015, after nearly a year of accommodation with their new surroundings in Greenfield Monson Brewery, they began exploring a number of variations to their core beers. Julius had a bigger, heavier hopped, and heavier-bodied big brother, King Julius, yet alter egos stood alone with no siblings to speak of. In an effort to round out the family and make a beer with even more sweet tropical characteristics of alter ego, they created Doppelganger. Yeah. Our philosophy at Treehouse is to offer fresh, juicy, soft, and heavily hopped saturated beers on a regular, easy-to-attain, and rotational basis. Doppelganger, along with Julius Green Haze. Hurricane, Bright, Sap, Alter Ego, Lights On, and Eureka. Oh my goodness. That's a lot. Fulfills that vision. Doppelganger is a live beer and is best kept cold and enjoyed fresh within six to eight (laughs) weeks of canning. Uh Uh-oh. Additional fruit-forward character will develop over time. Ooh. So this one could be super fruity. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I don't know if we're in that six to eight week window. I I know I've had it a couple months, and I don't know how long the person had it before me that gave it to me, so... Mm -hmm. We'll find out how well it tastes. I'm excited to try it because it's it's like a highly sought after beer. Yeah. Um, as far as the can goes, yeah. we talked about Julius already. I don't know whatever episode that was. One of the mm, uh, probably some Marvel episode. Yeah, because <laughs> that seems to be half of our episodes. <laughs> uh, that was an orange can with a lighter mm-hmm. orange tree. I remember. I don't know if I kept that one or not. Uh, 
I don't know. We were probably here when we drank it, I'm sure. Probably. But, <laughs> um, this one, basically the same can. It's just dark blue background with a light blue. I love the blue. Those yeah, are my favorite I like colors. colors. So I'm like, it, I mean, it, I, it, yeah. it offsets it well with that really dark navy blue mm-hmm. and then the light blue. That's really cool. I'm a big orange fan, so I like the other can. But, I mean, it's your taste. Yep. I know there's green ones and purple ones, too. It's all the same basic can. It's just different colors. According to the can, it says it's got notes of papaya, mango, and peach. That's definitely we'll not what I read. See if those additional fruit forwards develop over time. <laughs> this could be really fruity. Nice little tree. Nice little tree. <laughs> Big little tree. I would love can. to go there. I think they're in Baston. Be brewed in Manson, Manson, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So near Baston. Near Baston. <laughs> Where's Manson? <laughs> we just go to Baston and ask him. Hey, you happen you care. <laughs> Sorry for all our Bostonian listeners. Mm-hmm. Nobody listens to us on the East Coast. Indiana, book that shit. Uh, you could have just said it. Nobody's listening. <laughs> no, Stop just saying. nobody listening right there. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast, Canada, Mexico. Who knows? <laughs> um, color, color. It's like a, it's kind of a mid orange, dark orange. It's like milkshake, orange oh, juice. It's thick looking. Like, yeah, yeah. You it, can't see through that thing. It's definitely at all. one of those hazy ones. It's almost like a glass of dark, dark orange, orange juice. juice. Yeah, it's mm. it's light. It's not really gold. I know. I want to say it's almost like a Nick Splat or the Infinity Gauntlet, maybe like a nine. You agree yes. with me there? Maybe I maybe a ten. <laughs> Could be between a BB eight and a <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah, like nine or infinity, ten, somewhere in there. Yeah, I could smell it when I was holding it way out here. So, <laughs> definitely smells delicious. <sighs> Great smell. Very, very juicy smell. Shall we? <laughs> Building the anticipation. Because no. I've smelled that smell. It's very similar to like yeah. the nuggets and the other kinds. You can definitely that we've get had. the fruits. I don't like papaya or whatever you were talking about. A little bit fruity. Oh man. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> that is a good balance. <laughs> Is at first you think it's going to be too much, and then it kind of evens mm-hmm. out. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Speechless. That's really damn good. I'm understanding why it's getting such high praise from everyone. I may rank this one higher than those nuggets. <laughs> uh, yeah. This could be Ooh. This could be that one that gets that number that we've never used before. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that high, but... Damn, I may be close. Uh, to get over those nuggets, got to, because I gave that super nugget a 475. <laughs> it's so good. It? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This may be the one. Because it's 8.2%. And it's not in this there. This is not 8.2%. <laughs> it's 88 IBU? Bullshit. No way. That is not 88 IBU. It's so fruity, so you don't even notice the alcohol or the bitterness, because it's got like all that sweet fruit in it. As our friend uh, Patrick said, perfectly light bitterness. Mm-hmm. And it's there's that hint of bitter, but it, it's it light. It's so subtle. Yeah, it doesn't kill you on the back end usually like some of these 80 IBUs do. And this isn't even fresh. I know. <laughs> I could just imagine this coming out of a tap. Mm-hmm. Oh, my like God. Like straight out of the kettle or whatever, like oh. a brand new, a day-old beer. Mm. Have I ever given anything a 4.75? <laughs> I don't know if I've gone that far because I think I was one click below you guys on a couple of those nuggets. I mean, I think you can sort by your score. Yeah. Oktoberfest. That was just a bluff. 
I gave Not Your Fathers a five, didn't I? Well, gave I, our own beer a 4.75. I gave some of these beers I've never heard of before oh, a shit. five. Julius, the original one, Julius, I gave a 4.75. I don't even remember that one. I gave that one a 4.75 too. It tastes very similar to this one, but I think I like this one a little bit more because it's, it's even a higher alcohol, a higher IBU, and it's well balanced, so you don't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I remember that Julius one. I don't remember drinking it. Never mind. Now I do. It had like a little peachy to it. Yeah. Damn. Yes. Because I looked at my notes, I gave it fruity and hoppy. Love the peach. <clears throat> and this has those notes of papaya, mango, and peach. It, they're in there, but they mm-hmm. don't stand out. The hoppiness is what sits on your tongue a little bit. But it's not overpowering. But yeah, it's not overpowering because I'm not trying to grab and yeah, food to get it out. So well balanced that nothing is stands out more than anything else. Really, I hate to say it's the perfectly balanced beer, but damn, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's almost the perfectly balanced of this just, style. Just consider that it's not fresh, and how good it is now. How can you give it anything else? Oh like, my gosh. Ah. <laughs> uh, and you said this is hard to find, right? Oh, yeah. You'll never find it. Like, the only way I found it is by trade. So that's, like, really the only way to get it. Wow. Sorry, Pale and Dustin. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> I was going to drink it by myself. So at least Keith got roped into drinking it with me. <laughs> too bad for Dustin. He's too far away. And Pale's got a baby to deal with. Magically try to hit the find it button. Could not find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good. And, and I think 75 miles from here. what we read the last time is you can only get the beers at the brewery. I'm pretty sure that's what we talked about the last on when we did the Julius, like the beers are only available. Like they don't distribute everything they do is just from the brewery. So you have to go there physically to get mm-hmm. it or trade with somebody. And they do that on purpose to make sure you're getting the freshest beer because yeah. they want you to get it straight yeah, from you them. Go they don't want it sitting on a shelf at a liquor store or anything. They just want well, you to buy it. Like 450 here yeah, in Indiana. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of their beers won't last that long. Mm-hmm. They so want they, you to can't just make get it straight to the consumer. No middleman, nothing. They just want you to have it and you to drink it. So that way you can have give it a good score. And that's how they get such high scores because everybody's getting a fresh batch because – it's not sitting on a shelf for years. Well, let's look. Their ratings, most of them are in cans. 21,000. Almost, well, pretty much 22,000 are just the can ratings. The next closest thing is the draft. 674. That's it. So not many people have had it on draft. And the can and draft is pretty similar <clears throat> in their ranking. All of it's pretty much similar. Do we do rankings? Do we want to do rankings? Um, <laughs> we um, need to tell people about all right. this. So, I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners probably heard of this beer. I think it's pretty popular among craft beer enthusiasts. Uh, beer Advocate, 4.59 out of 5. That is world class with 1,577 ratings. Uh, rate Beer is only has 156 ratings. Okay, okay. Um, overall, it's 100. Style is also 100, and their average score is a 4.04 out of 5, So, which is, I think, the highest I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Untapped out of 40,000 rankings. 4.52. Oh, my God. 
I mean, how can you rank it lower than a 4.5? Right. <laughs> oh, I don't like IPAs. This is a 2. <laughs> <laughs> I would give this to somebody who doesn't even like beer, mm-hmm. and they may even like this. Right. Because it's just hoppy enough. It's, yeah. It's only got a slight beer taste, which is enough to so you know it's a beer. Yeah. And it, like some of those beers you drink, and it's like, Am I even drinking a beer? What is like? I what could, is this? We could probably tell somebody be like, "Oh, it's just beer. We mixed it with uh, some different fruit yeah. juices." Tell me what you think. Right? Oh, it's really good. <laughs> this may be it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want this beer to end. <laughs> I know we're drinking it so slow, it's so slow. Uh, I, and I think that's why I've been holding on to it for so long because I heard so much good about it. And I was like, well, I don't want to just sit here by myself and drink this can. I, I need know. somebody to share Gotta it with. <laughs> share this with somebody because it may not be as good as you think. <laughs> you typing it in? I'm putting my comment in here. <laughs> There's a reason why I have to put a comment in there. Uh-oh. All right. I checked mine in, and I put it in the Platinum Can Club. I gave it a five out of five. Hold on. Platinum can club. <laughs> I don't know. We need a sound yeah. for this. <laughs> Something exciting because I don't think this has ever happened on the show where we gave a – I don't know if it, there's ever been a five on the show. I have a sound effect. I was going to show you guys this. We can edit this out later. <laughs> I stumbled upon this. Waluigi. It's some guy doing a uh, – here it is. You can plug it in and it'll go straight into the – this guy does a Waluigi impersonation. <laughs> he makes Waluigi sing a whole bunch of things. Oh <laughs> Wait <God>. for it. <laughs> oh my God. It's the picture. <laughs> So it, it goes on for a whole minute, but it's just like. So, give me your score. Well, I think the sound effect did it all. <laughs> I think so too. I'm just uh, definitely five platinum clan. Clan? clan. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> edit platinum can club. <laughs> yes, for I certain. I can't edit that out because there's music playing in the background. <laughs> It'll cut the music right out. I already cut the music anyway. Um, wow. Perfectly balanced. And we have fallen in love with this style recently. Mm-hmm. This whole – when we went to that taster at Deer Creek mm-hmm. and just drinking all of those, I'm when like, we, Yeah, this we did is, that 450 episode. Then we went there and did that. It's like – These are my favorite styles. I, I just – I is, love these. And this is the most perfectly balanced mm-hmm. one that I have ever I think had so. out of all of them. It's fruity, which I like. It's a little bit hoppy, and it's not overly hopped, which I know is a turnoff for some people. But the back end is hoppy. It, it, yeah, it has that hoppiness, but it's just the right amount, I think. There's – ooh. Still plugged in. <laughs> got it. It, like some you have that are, you don't even notice the hops. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other <laughs> ones where it's like, okay, you could have maybe stopped after half of the hops you poured in there. But this one – I think they hit it right on the mark with the the tropical fruits flavors and the amount of hops that are in this beer. 
It's so good. And 8.2%, which mm, yeah, 88 dangerous. IBU is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could slam all these in one sitting. <laughs> it's so good. Well, I only had one. I know. But I'm assuming they come like in a four-pack four pack of these 16 ounces. So I would drink them all Thanks in one sitting. Thanks to Mitch Brews for this beer. And hopefully we can find some more from Treehouse. I know Pale's got some nuggets he might trade and try to get something that oh, yeah. we can't get. So we'll see. But do yourself a favor and try to get a hold of this beer. <laughs> oh, I just drank my last drop. And that'll probably be the last drop you ever have. <laughs> I'm so sad. Unless you head to the Massachusetts while you're up in the Pennsylvania or Philly area. <sighs> Maybe. The, uh, no, it's West Coast. Pennsylvania. Mm, so it's probably it's East probably, Coast. Probably they could a probably hour drive. take it that far. Yeah. Well, it's like five-hour drive across yeah. Pennsylvania. Now, I'll know people that go up in the Maryland area. <laughs> grab it for me. Try to find something, maybe one of the alter egos or one of the other ones that you said out of the 15 names you read off. There's so many. Because Julius, Julius, that was great. I gave a 4.75, mm-hmm. and I didn't think I would ever go that high. Yeah, I know. And then with this one. Just the perfect balance of fruit and hops. It's just like, ah, uh, because that Julius was more fruity. It was it, it fruitier was, than others. I think. Because I remember Dustin was like, <laughs> he didn't rank that one pretty high. But damn, this is good. All right. Thanks, Keith. Go home now. Bye. Um, Get out of here. <laughs> episode 17, Enemies, which me and Keith are now that I kicked him out. March 16th, 1999, the mayor, played by Harry Groner can't believe that's the first time we're mentioning his real name. And Faith plot to use a demon to steal Angel's soul and let Angelus remove Buffy from the picture entirely. So this is where um, we really find out how Faith has turned evil. Yeah. And has become the mayor's little pet. And mm-hmm. he gives her, like, an apartment and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, so in, like, one or two episodes ago, she kills Trick. And she goes to the mayor's office and is like, so I guess you have an opening now. And pretty much takes over Trick's job. And now she's basically working for the enemy. And she treats the mayor like her father. And the mayor treats her like a daughter. And it's Uh like a really weird relationship. Yeah. So Buffy's got basically two bad guys to deal with now. Rather than having a slayer on her side, now she's got to battle a slayer. Yep. Okay, I'll be Xander, and you'll be Buffy. Got the address. I beat it out of Willie the Snitch, personally. Buffy, you beat up Willie? Sure, well, actually, let's just say I applied some pressure, or more accurately, that I asked politely, and then, okay, I bribed him. How much? 28 bucks. Does the council reimburse for that kind of thing? Did you get a receipt? Damn. (laughs) All right, 18... Oh, it's my turn. Yep. Episode 18, Earshot. September 21st, 1999. That's a big difference. Oh, we'll see why. and We'll talk about it. It'll be a discussion. Oh, okay. Um, 21st, 1999. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just read what it happened. Sorry, I got super distracted. Thrown off by the date because it's yeah. like eight months different. Buffy is infected by a demon's blood and gains the ability to read minds. At Sunnydale High, Buffy overhears someone through mind reading making a violent death threat to the whole school. 
As she goes insane hearing everyone's thoughts all at once, Angel, Giles, and Wesley struggle to save her. So, this was originally scheduled to air April 27, 1999, and then Columbine Massacre happened on the 20th. On the 20th. And this episode has Jonathan with a gun in a gun in like a bell tower of the school, and he's like, "That's a little talking about." Well, he's over. She's overhearing thoughts of someone like that's contemplating like murder or something. in the school and like airing this one week after the Columbine would not have been appropriate. Like, it's about a mass shooter at a school. We find out he was just going to kill himself. In the bell tower of the school. Yeah, with a huge rifle. With a huge rifle, which couldn't be, even like yeah. reach the You'd trigger. You'd have to use your toe to get the <laughs> trigger. But, yeah, so this one airs way out of order in September, which is like a week before season four premieres. They finally aired this episode. And this episode's kind of important for Jonathan's overall story arc, because he comes back up in the prom episode and has like a big speech about Buffy. Yes. So I'll be Joyce and you'll be Buffy for this one. Buffy. You had sex with Giles? You had sex with Giles? (laughs) It was the candy. We were teenagers. On the hood of a police car? Uh, Joyce goes to leave, glances back. I'll be downstairs. Exits. You feel better. Twice? So this is Buffy and Giles at the end of the episode. Uh, Buffy and Giles are walking toward the high school. You'll be Buffy, and I'll be Giles. Okay. Well, it's nice to be able to help someone in a non-slaying capacity, except he's starting to get that look, you know, like he's going to ask me to prom. Well, it would probably be good for yourself, his self-esteem if you... <laughs> oh, come on. What am I, St. Buffy? He's like three feet tall. Well, I'm glad to see you've recovered from the psychic encounter, more or less intact. Feel up to some training? Sure. We can work out after school, you know, if you're not busy having sex with my mother. Giles walks right into a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Catching Giles off guard is the best. So there's another quote. I'm not going to read it. It's too long, but we're getting long in this episode. But basically, Buffy goes up and... To the tower and finds Jonathan before he kills himself and talks him out of doing it by explaining that, like... It's not worth it. Yeah. And that everybody is actually lost in high school. That nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Jonathan's, like, worried that nobody knows who he is and no one cares about him. And he, like, he's all upset with himself because he's, like, an outcast. But she's hearing everybody's thoughts and everybody in high school is thinking this exact (laughs) same thing. thing. (laughs) So, like, you're not special. There's no reason to kill yourself over it. Alright, number 19, Choices. May 4th, 99, when Wesley tells her she cannot leave Sunnydale to go to a fine college, Buffy launches an offensive to shut down the mayor's plan for ascension. Willow chooses among colleges while Xander plans a road trip. So Xander's not smart enough to go to college, so (laughs) So he's he's not really thinking that far ahead. Buffy wants to not have to be the slayer for the rest of her life she yeah wants she wants to... to have a life and move on from slayer capacities but unfortunately you don't get to move on Mm-mm. you're chosen and you don't really it's have a choice yeah. until you die and willow's a genius so she can go to any college she literally wants. any college mm, you can be faith i'll be willow 
Okay. Give me the speech again, please. Faith, we're still friends. We can we can help you. It's not too late. Willow, it it's way too late. You know, it didn't have to be this way, but you made your choice. I know you had a tough life. I know some people think you had a lot of hard breaks. Well, boo-hoo. Poor you. You know, you had a lot more in your life than some people. I mean, you had friends in your life like Buffy. Now you have no one. You were a slayer and now you're nothing. You're just a big, selfish, worthless waste. Faith knocks Willow to the ground. You hurt me, I hurt you. I'm just a little more efficient. Willow stands up. Aw, and here I just thought you didn't have a comeback. Episode 20, The Prom, May 11th, 1999. Angel decides to do the right thing and break up with Buffy. Meanwhile, Buffy has to save the prom from hellhounds with a (laughs) fetish for formal wear. Angel shows up for the last dance. Um, so I put a note in here. The Scooby gang goes to prom with a vampire, a werewolf, and, and a, a demon. demon. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wouldn't be Sunnydale if you didn't have monsters yeah. at the prom. <laughs> it's just Duh. funny. Like, nobody went with someone normal. And I guess one of them is a witch, too, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> what happens in this one? I don't remember. The Hellhounds. The Hellhounds. But it's just really another force for her to fight off rather than yeah. getting to take Enjoy part her prom. In, and... Yeah. But this is where uh, they surprise Buffy. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty emotional scene. I guess you'll be the crowd, and I'll be Jonathan. <laughs> because it's basically just Jonathan. Yeah. This is actually a new category. First time ever. I guess where there were a lot of write-in ballots, and, um, well, the prom committee asked me to read this. We're not good friends. Most of us never found the time to get to know you. But that doesn't mean we haven't noticed you. We don't talk about it much, but it's no secret that Sunnydale High isn't really like other high schools. A lot of weird stuff happens here. Zombies! Hyena people! Snyder! (laughs) Um, But whenever there was a problem or something creepy happened, you seemed to show up and stop it. Most of the people here have been saved by you or helped by you or at one time or another. We're proud to say that the class of 99 has the lowest mortality rate of any graduating class in Sunnydale history. (laughs) And we know at least part of that is because of you. So the senior class offers its thanks and gives you uh, this. Produces a glitter miniature umbrella with a small plaque attached to the shaft. It's from all of us, and it has written here, Buffy Summers, class protector. Yay! <laughs> so they announced the prom queen. It's not Cordelia or Buffy, but then it's the, yeah, it's, it's some else. random girl that we don't know. But then Jonathan does this, and it's more meaningful than just being the prom queen. It's yeah, like, I mean she has like, and like I the, was saying earlier, like they kind of everybody kind of turns a blind eye to it, but they also Notice do realize that, that she's, shit's happening And there. she's in the middle of it, and she's saved most of their lives, like, mm-hmm. at one point or another. And this is kind of an import, important time because of what's going to happen in a couple episodes to get everybody to come right. together. So, I think it starts in the next episode, which is Graduation Part 1, or Graduation Day Part 1. Episode 21, so it's a two-part finale. May 18th, 99, 
While the mayor prepares for his ascension, Faith goes around tying up loose ends, one of those being Angel. Faith shoots Angel with a poison arrow, and Buffy must battle Faith to save Angel's life, needing her Slayer blood as antidote. Yeah, and this Angel is, he actually is like, I'm not going to feed from you, like, trying to get to the point where he can feed from Faith. Yeah. But just doesn't work out yeah, that way. Yeah, because Buffy tracks Faith down and, like, corners her on the rooftop in like throws that big knife at her mm-hmm. and then and then rather than just like dying there or falling t- onto the roof she jumps off the roof into a truck and yeah. drives away because she doesn't want to be help to angel in any way yeah because faith is a selfish little yeah. bitch i like elijah douche yeah i just don't like faith all that much okay i'll be xander you can be anya Okay. So I was wondering, maybe if you're free this weekend, we could do something entertaining thing. Would that be along the lines of you telling me about all the men you destroyed back in your demon days? Because pencil me in. Well, we could do something else, like we could um watch sports of some kind. Uh, I don't know. Men like sports, I'm sure of it. Yes, men like sports. Men watch the action movies. They eat of the beef and enjoy to look at the bosom. A thousand years of avenging our wrongs, and that's all you have learned? Oh, here's another little short quote. I'll be Xander again. You can be Cordelia. Okay. That's only a quick one. Uh, the mayor is going to kill us all during graduation. Oh! Are you going to fifth period? I was thinking I might skip it. Oh, Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> uh Episode 22, Graduation Day, Part 2, July 13th, 1999. Buffy forces Angel to feed on her to save his life, and he must rush her to the hospitals to save hers. The mayor, as a guest speaker at Sunnydale, ascends and becomes the demon... Olvican? I don't remember the Olvican? ever saying that. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's some weird, like, snake worm yeah. thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, that Faith... still has the mayor's like weird voice. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Faith remains in a coma from which the doctors expect her never to wake. Oh, do they? Um, but they don't know that she's a slayer, right? Uh-huh. And has different healing abilities. So Buffy or Angel drinks a lot of Buffy's blood. Not so... meaningful. He just can't stop. He needs her blood to cure the poison, and then once he gets a taste, it's hard for him to stop. Yeah. So Buffy, slayers are yummy. Buffy goes to the hospital. And they and, have to give her, like, a blood transfusion. Right. And Angel's, or, and Faith's in the same hospital. Uh-huh. I think they have, like, some sort of psychic connection. They're, like, in the bedroom folding sheets or something. Yeah, <laughs> they're talking in their dreams yeah. or nether And Faith's mentioned something about, oh, your little sister's coming. Oh, yeah. Which sets up something for, like, for... four seasons down the line. I think it's season five. Yeah, like... It's, like, kind of crazy that he was thinking this far ahead when he wrote this, but... And he was writing three other shows at the same time. Yeah. But... But this is where I was talking about that... Yep. Buffy... Buffy... Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> that Buffy being the protector, she now gets her entire graduating class to come together to fight the mayor. Right. Like, and all the vampires that are on... On his... Uh, yeah. On his team like, to attack. She... And... She even does, like, a big speech, like, I know that, you know, 
not all of us may make it, but we're in this together. And, like, they have a hell of a fight. Yeah. And so there's, on the stage, Mayor does his whole speech, and they're like, oh, he's really evil, isn't he? He's going to make us sit through this whole, whole speech, speech just <laughs> yeah. to kill us. Yep. <laughs> and then from the other side, all the vampires come rush in, and then yeah. they got to fight the big snake from this main stage. And then um, Wesley is being trampled because he just like shrieks and falls over. Yeah, he's not much of a fighter yet. <laughs> um, uh, then they lure the mayor into the school and kablooey, they yeah. blow him up, they blow up the whole school. Yep. They graduated um, and they survived. Yep. Most of them. And this is where um, Buffy and Angel like say goodbye but not... Right. He Because he, before the fight happens Angel says um, you won't see me after this like I'm leaving. Yeah. So. And, like, she sees them leave, mm-hmm. like, walk away, but, like, they never get... They never get, like, closure or anything. Yeah. He just kind of says... Because it's too hard to they say don't goodbye. Say, yeah, they can't say goodbye, because if they did, he would never leave. Exactly. And she wouldn't let him leave. Um, and then one final quote. It's a quick one. Um, I can be Oz. You can be Buffy. Okay. Guys, take a moment to deal with this. We survived. It was a hell of a battle. Not the battle. High school. And that's true. High school is hell. <laughs> yeah. And Oz, he has his clarity that no one else really has. He realizes high school is hard. I mean, the battle's hard. There will be more battles, but we, yeah. we've actually graduated. We didn't die during high school. We didn't, yeah. Nobody failed out. <laughs> like it, it is. I mean, now they can go Joss on. Whedon always ties it to actual reality. Yeah. Overall, great season. Yes, I do enjoy this. Do season. you have a favorite episode from this season? Um, or are they all kind of just good on their I own? I mean, the most memorable one is when they're turn the parents are turned into teenagers. Yeah, like that's the most memorable the one candy. for me. Yeah, every time that one starts, I'm like, oh, it's this candy episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's tons of the episodes like that throughout the series. Yes, I think either. It's probably Doppelgangland is my favorite, where we see, like, the whole alternate universe. And... Yeah. With a willow and bad willow and good willow. hmm Very good. All right. So, we'll try to do this again sooner rather than later. If not, next We've October. Busy, okay? <laughs> you might have to wait till next October, but hopefully not. We'll try to do an angel. We might have to do just, like, one angel instead of, like, season breakdowns of angel. Yeah, probably. We can keep doing you with the Buffy. <laughs> it might be like two hours long, okay? I'm not yeah. going to lie. It, it could be part I one, part two. I fucking love Angel. Like, love Angel. I know. So thanks for listening, and until next time, drink, drink up, up and, and geek, geek out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network. And welcome to Drink and Geek Out Podcast. By Spike. Fuck. Just say, start with Spike. <laughs> Hunt their friends down. Hunt, hunt, hunts their friends. Hunt their friends down. Hunt their friends down. Hunts their friends down. No, hunt their friends hunt down. Hunt their friends. Oh. <laughs> I want to redo that. Figured <laughs> you would. Giles secretly prepares Buffy for the cruciamentum. Cruciamentum? Yeah. Cruciamentum. In order. It... Now I fucked up everything. <laughs> now I'm you. You're the one that's been messing up the whole time. I know. You mess up, but you keep going. You just ramble through it. Buffy says, something definitely changing them. Something's 
Definitely. Fuck this. I'm going to restart. <laughs> I'll say the first part, and then you, we'll say at the same time, drink up and geek out. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't screw I it up. I have all this pressure. I'm going to be a Dustin in this situation. Right. Dustin's usually This bad. part's going to be in the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be lots of bloopers. There's going to be more bloopers than actual show. All right. I don't want this to end. I know. But it has to, and so does this episode. So, goodbye. Until next time. Drink drink up up and geek geek out. out. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.